Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good morning, Wrestling Inc. It is me, Nick Hausman, the managing editor of Wrestling Inc., and we are getting ready for another huge, slam-packed, jam-packed episode of The Winkly. This week, all interviews. I had so much content this week. We are going to just go from bottom to top, nothing but big-name talent all the way through. We're going to be back with the normal news of the week next week, uh, but we got tons to get to here. We're going to start it off with Ring of Honor Silas Young. We're going to move over to a clip from the WWE NXT TakeOver War Games 2 media call with Triple H. Then we're going to throw over to talk to Impact Wrestling's Moose before going over to the Impact Wrestling media call with the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and Taya Valkyrie. Then we're going to shut it down today with an interview from none other than world-renowned guitarist you just saw open up the show at WWE Evolution. It's Nita Strauss. So let's get to it here right now and chat with the last real man in professional wrestling, Silas Young. At this time, I welcome to the show Ring of Honor star, former Ring of Honor television champion, the last real man in professional wrestling, Silas Young. Silas, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Not a problem. Now, uh, this is a big fun time for you right now, Silas. I was telling you... uh, just before we started recording here, I have been so happy to see you succeeding year after year. Uh, by the way, first of all, are you in like the wind? Are you outside right now? No, I'm I'm inside. I'm inside. There's just a lot of going on. Okay. What are you? What are you? Are you like chopping wood? Are you? What are you doing right now? <laughs> no, I already chopped all my wood for the day. Oh, I would imagine it's winter now. So I mean, it's a good time for me chopping wood. You know. Absolutely. Um, well, just for you, Silas, I mean, you had such a, 
you've had such a roller coaster, not just career in wrestling, but just life. You know, you've you've tackled different adversities to find yourself here now. What does the ride feel like for you right now? Kind of being in the upper echelon of Ring of Honor talent. Yeah, man, I mean, it's been pretty awesome. You know, I've been with the company for about five years now. But, uh, you know, it feels like every year, every year things have been growing and growing. You know, uh, Ring of Honor is a place where you're given opportunity, but you're only given opportunity so many times, so you better succeed on the first shot. And I feel like every time I've been given an opportunity, I've succeeded. And because of that, I'm given more opportunities. So, you know, it's it's been awesome. I've been able to do more traveling and seeing different countries every year. It's been It's been an amazing ride. Yeah, and you know, you are right now in a very interesting dynamic, or or used to be. We'll get to here in just a second with uh, a WWE Hall of Famer, Bully Ray. Uh, you guys just uh, did a bunch of work here uh, this past weekend for Global Wars. We'll get to that. But tell me, and the the listeners out there, how did you and Bully Ray come together as a tandem here? Uh, you know, it's it's funny. We've been asked that a few times now. Uh, you know, it's not like Bully Ray and I are friends. By any means, you know, we just happened to see eye to eye on the important things in wrestling. And I think we both we both recognize that in each other and realize that there's there's some good business that could be done between the two of us. Do you see a little bit of yourself in Bully Ray? I feel like you're both kind of hard nosed guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's part of the seeing things the same way, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, this was a big weekend for you two. Uh, you started off the weekend or the, the, the run here. I shouldn't say weekend. You started off last week, Wednesday, teaming together victorious over the young bucks. And three days later, uh, you find you got find each other at each other's throats. Uh, bullies getting fired. Uh, I want to start at the beginning before we get to the chaos. Uh, you guys did successfully team together, uh, on the seventh earlier this month, uh, the first show of global wars to beat the Young Bucks. You picked up a pinfall over the Young Bucks, and from from what I'm uh, reading here, a lot of folks didn't get to see that, Silas, because there was a cut in the feed. How did you How did you feel about that moment being deprived from the audience out there, you you picking up that big pin? You know, uh, you know, um, regardless of whether, whether as many people got to see it or not, what happened happened, and that's really what the important thing is. You know, the, the thing that sucks is, like you said, there was, there was an outage apparently there, uh, the part of Maine that we were doing the show and they experience uh, brown outages. That's where the electricity goes in and out here and there. And apparently it happened a couple times during the show. So, you know, I would hope that, you know, in the future moving forward that we don't have to worry about things like that. Yeah. And but I think, you know, I, but I think, you know, getting a win over the young bucks is, you know, it's a huge, it's a huge feather in my cap, so to speak, because, you know, I mean, look at the young bucks there. They're you know, not even arguably they are, the hottest thing in wrestling right now and to you know be able to pick up a victory over a, a team like that that's on such a hot streak is you know it's definitely a huge a huge thing yeah i was uh i was pleasantly surprised to see not only did you and bully beat the bucks but you were the one to get the pinfall victory here and again i i couldn't see it but take me back here to this moment here how did the match finish up what was what was that moment like there uh you know uh towards the end of the match it was uh me and me and nick jackson in the ring um, we're going back and forth, both trying to win the match. Uh, there had been, um, a, a little bit of a, a miscue with myself and bully when he came back in and, uh, looked at, and it looked like, uh, you know, the, the young bucks were about to win it. They had me set up for the, the Meltzer driver and, you know, bully came through, he pulled his weight and, uh, he was able to trip up, trip up, uh, you know, Nick Jackson. And, uh, I was able to slip behind and be the better wrestler that night and get the pin over Matt. 
Man, that is that is incredible. You pinned Matt Jackson here. Do you do you feel this going into 2019? Do you feel like Ring of Honor is really rallying around you? I mean, I know you say year after year, but that's a huge moment there to pick up that pinfall. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on in wrestling right now. You know, I was talking a while back that you know in in 2001 when I decided to start wrestling, I picked probably the the worst time in the history of wrestling to decide that I wanted to try being pro wrestling as try try out pro wrestling as a career. Uh, you know, two thirds of the business in uh, the United States had closed, and you know, I mean, that was you know two thirds of the you know the the most notable companies at the time. You know, not not including companies in Japan, just because at the time, uh, you know, the coverage wasn't as big as it is nowadays. So, you know, I picked a terrible time and I, you know, I was able to ride through it, uh, and, you know, uh, dig through the hard times. And, you know, here I am and, you know, I've been with ring of honor and ring of honors, you know, believed in me year and after year. And I, I, it seems like each year, not only is it getting better, it's getting incrementally better. So I would think, you know, next year, 2019 becoming world champion isn't completely out of the question. I, I would be awesome. Now, you, you talk about how, you know, you're kind of, you are like a, a bit from the era before, but you this is where you're finding your groove right now. Um, you were working here with the Bucks. Uh, there's a lot of talk that they may not be with Ring of Honor next year. How do you feel uh, working with those guys in that environment? I mean, it almost feels a bit like passing a, a torch in a way with them if they're on their way out uh, with you picking up the victory here. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys who's, contracts are, are, are up at the end of the year or sometime around the end of the year. I'm not really sure on everybody's specifics, but you know, uh, you know, it, it's great to be able to work with the young bucks, regardless of what happens, you know, there's, there's nothing set in stone. There's nothing that I've heard or anything like that, but you know, uh, you know, wrestling is one of those funny things where you never know what happens. It seems like a lot of decisions are made, you know, during the 11th hour. And, you know, I, you know, I, I can't really, you know, comment on, what what's what's going to be happening but you know regardless you know i think uh you know ring of honor sees see something in silas young and i'm not going to i'm not going to disappoint well uh the next night after the bucks uh you you teaming with bully again you guys had just picked up a victory i love this story it's like a three show story arc it's beautiful you're teaming with bully uh your guys are up against lij's sonata and evil really fun spot before the bout Bully comes out and he and he's asking everybody to throw the the ribbons at him, the streamers at him. Whoever can hit him in the head gets twenty dollars. This woman hits him right. in the head with the streamer. He takes out the twenty dollars. He goes over to her and he rips the money up in her face. A twenty dollar bill, Silas. That's illegal. How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's illegal. Well, you know, I you know that bully Ray is who he is, and you know, I kind of I kind of got to give him credit for that a little bit. That it was it was worth him to disappoint that woman and rip up twenty dollars. What are you what are you learning from Bully right now? You're a guy that has seen it all, like you said, weathered the storm. You don't make mistakes. You get given opportunities and you hit home runs consistently. But what are you learning from a guy like Bully right now? You know, I think I think Bully and I are both learning some things from each other. Uh the things that we learn though, that's 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 for us to, you know, keep between ourselves. I'm not to one to, you know, kiss and tell, so to speak. So you know, it's it's been both it's been beneficial for both of us. Yeah, uh, and how about uh how about working with uh, Sonata and Evil here? Lij, another. I mean, I looked at the the matches you were having here the, this past week, Silas. Lij, another huge act right now in professional wrestling. You guys weren't able to pick up the win here because of some miscommunication, but still sharing space with another big act there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, anytime the the New Japan guys come over, you know, it's always. It's always great to be able to to get in the ring with those guys. You know, uh, you know, you look at New Japan 
New Japan, you know, is a place that put, you know, put the young bucks on the map, you know, kind of, they, they gave them a platform to, to, to be who they are, uh, you know, they're, they're really starting to pick up steam here in the United States. So anytime you get to, to wrestle some of the new Japan guys, it's definitely uh, it's a little bit of a treat. Yeah. And it, you know, it was a lot of you working with guys that have made uh, their names in new Japan here. The next night you, you were taking on juice Robinson one-on-one, obviously the former IWGP uh, United States champion, uh, a former, yeah. Switch plays is current one. Sorry. got to make sure I get it right in my head. Um, but, uh, but you know, are you getting that itch as well? I mean, I don't feel like Silas Young has probably been exposed to the Japanese crowd the way that it, you know, possibly could be here. Yeah. You know, I, I would definitely, I was over in Japan two years ago for the, the honor rising tour. Uh, you know, it's just when more opportunities come up, you know, I think, uh, you know, come the first of the year, you know, uh, things start to kind of reset and wrestling a little bit. And you know, hopefully, there's there's opportunities for 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 myself going to Japan. Are you kind of hoping that there is a bit of a of a burning of the crops in a way? I mean, there are like you said, there's a lot of contracts coming up at the top of the year. You seem decidedly Ring of Honor. You are a Ring of Honor guy. Does it does it make what, you a little happy to see that some people may be going away? Well, you know, I, you know, you can never say never in wrestling. You know, uh, you know, WWE's really had a thing in the last couple of years where they've really been signing a lot of talent up, you know, my contract's up at the, uh, at the, the end of the year, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to talking to either sides, you know, it's, it comes down to it. It's a business at the end of the day. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta go with what's best for you and your family. So I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I love ring of honor. I feel like there's, there's things there I'd like to accomplish still. So, you know, saying that, you know, it, 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 nothing, nothing set in stone. I got gotcha. you. I didn't know that. So your contract is also up with Ring of Honor at the end of the year. So this is a, you're you're currently in a situation where you're also weighing your options a bit. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think everybody does. You know, it's it's the pro wrestling business. It's you know, it's not like any other business where you can work till you're 60, 70 years old if you have to. You know, you you only have so long of a shelf life, and you have to you have, you have to make hay while the sun shines. Yeah, absolutely. Well. uh, Another guy making hay, like I said, Juice Robinson. Your last show here on the on the Global Wars tours, third night in a row of action. You're going heads up here with Juice. Um, this was a this was a not the tag match, the not the dynamic with all the the showmanship of Bully Ray. Hard fought bat about here, but Bully Ray comes out, costs you this match. He kicks Juice in the groin. Flip comes out, try to assist. You kick Flip in the groin. What's with all the groin kicking here? What do you got against Flip Gordon? Why are you kicking Flip in the groin? Well, you know, Flip, Flip's one of these young guys who's gotten gotten stuff way too fast in wrestling, and sometimes he just needs to he needs to remember that uh, you know there's sometimes there's a little bit of a pecking order in wrestling, and he needs to learn his place. And you know, that's a, that's the deal with Flip Gordon. I'm sure he's a nice guy and all, but he needs to learn the way the wrestling business works. Do you have a little bit of resentment when you see guys like Flip come in out of nowhere and just catch fire, knowing that you've waited and taken your moment here? I have no, I have no resentment towards anybody who does anything for themselves. I'm not like that one bit, but I, I, I have resentment towards people who, who get things too fast and then they feel like they're owed something, like they, like they deserve something, like they should be treated special because of it. And that's, that's the things I have problems with. Well, Flip is a, a, a veteran. You know, we're here on the heels of Veterans Day, and Bully's taking shots at him in, in regards to his service. Do you think that that crossed the line? You know, Bully's a grown man. He can he can make the decisions he wants to make. You know, uh, whatever whatever he decides, he's a grown man. He needs to face the repercussions of the things he says himself. 
Um, I want to jump ahead here a little bit. Obviously, you know, we just chatted about how your uh, your future could be a little up in the air here, but I did want to bring up a cool Ring of Honor story. Of course, next year, just uh, before WrestleMania, Ring of Honor is going to take over Madison Square Garden. Uh, that's a very cool opportunity. If you were to perform at MSG, is there like a, a dream match you have in your head for what you'd like to do there? Uh, I mean, that's hard. That's so hard to say, man. There's, there's so much good talent. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess if I really had to pick a dream match, you know, I, I would like to wrestle Tanahashi there. You know, uh, we're going to have New Japan, the New Japan Ring of Honor kind of cross promotion show going on. Uh, you know, Tanahashi is a guy that I've got gotten to get into the ring with very briefly in a four way match when we were in Europe. Uh, you know, and, you know, he's a top dog. Uh, he's a guy that I, I, you know, I'd like to get in there. I'd like to prove myself against. Uh, what do you think of Joe Koff? I will ask though. What do you think of management right now in Ring of Honor? How I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting time. Like you said, the, there's so many people that are weighing their options and thing. How do you think Ring of Honor management is weathering uh, the current climate in pro wrestling? You know, I think I, I think they're doing fine. You know, I mean, Joe Koff is the reason that you know Ring of, Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcast. I mean, he's the one that you know, from, at least from what I know, kind of got the ball rolling on the projects and was the one that you know had proposed it so you know i feel like joe Coff is he's all about ring of honor and he's all about ring of honor succeeding uh you know i'm you know i think joe's a, a great businessman he's not you know going around saying how he feels about uh you know things changing or not changing or whatever but you know i think as far as the way business is ran i think it's ran great you know we're as uh, as wrestlers there we're taken well care of we're, we're listened to you know he's, he's an approachable guy you can talk to so i mean there's nothing really to complain about well, you know, it was uh, recently the Sinclair Broadcasting Executives uh, made the comment that they saw ROH as an unpolished gym, right? That there was a lot there. They noted the MSG sellout. What do you think the Ring of Honor would need to do to take itself to the next level right now if, if they were given more momentum and, and resources by Sinclair? Um, you know, honestly, I, I think it would just maybe just be like, uh, you know, maybe revamping the TV show a little bit. Uh, we have, you know, kind of tend to have like a, a very um, – similar format every week so you know and i and i from what i do know i think there are there's already been steps made uh to try and you know change the change the format or change the way it comes off on tv so you know i think i think all all the things that i kind of think that need to be done to polish i feel like there are they're already being kind of in the process of being done it's just it's uh it's a big company you know there's uh a lot of a lot of stuff that has to happen in order to make things actually happen and I think they're I think they're starting to do those things. I think it's just the, uh, you know, simple just trying to make production like production stuff look a little bit more cutting edge or or maybe you know change up the the format of the TV a little bit. But I as far as like talent goes or or the way we're advertised or anything like that, that stuff's all good. I think it's just you know just letting the business grow like it needs to be. And I think Sinclair has done a great job with that where they've they've let it grow a little bit every year. They're putting more and more back into the company. And I think it's starting to show every year too. So I think it's just everybody being patient and, and letting that gem get polished slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it is. It's a very interesting time uh, for pro wrestling. It, it's a very interesting time just for everything right now. And I wanted to kind of wrap it up here, Silas, you know, you call yourself the last real man in professional wrestling. I want to know from you, what does it mean to be a real man? What does it mean to be a real man? It means to, you know, kind of stick to your guns. When you make a decision, make a decision and stand by it. Don't backpedal, you know, um, stand up for what you believe in, uh, you know, but it also means that, 
uh, realizing that what you believe in, what you stand for is something that's not hurting other people that you're doing stuff for yourself. You know, it's just basically, basically being a good person and standing by your word. All right. Hey, Silas, I want to thank you so much uh, for the time. Again, it has been awesome watching you just uh, on the roller coaster you've been on. Um, where do you want to send people online to find you, follow you, all those great things? Yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at, at LastRealMan, R-O-H. Uh, you can find me on Facebook if you're smart enough. Uh, you can also find T-shirts available uh, at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Silas Young. I also have some awesome wrestling merchandise available on RingOfHonorWrestling.com, and I always appreciate the support from all the fans. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining the call today, as usual. Um, I appreciate everybody being here. Um, I will, I'm, I'm sure somebody will ask about it. I'll address my, my injury status straight up front, head surgery a week ago yesterday. Everything is feeling good uh, in an immobilizer and uh, on the road to recovery. It's just rehab, rehab, rehab now, and uh, I will be back. But that does not stop uh, this machine from rolling on and business as usual, and I'll be headed to L.A., um, tomorrow to uh, begin preparations for what is a very exciting NXT takeover. I say very often that these are, um, you know, great cards and how excited I am for them. This one is, is really, um, really something special. I feel like NXT takeover war games this Saturday, at the Staples center, um, you know, War Games is a special place for me, creation of Dusty, and um, just what I feel is a, is, is a great match this year, I think. Coming off of last year, people not really knowing exactly what we were going to do, us changing it up slightly, this is the, the year that we're going to show that this is going to become an epic yearly event, and um, with the talent that are in there, um, it's easy to see how good it's going to be when you put talent like Ricochet, Pete Dunne, the War Raiders against the Undisputed Era, all four of them. It, it's just it's bound to be something special, and, and I can't wait to see that go down. And the thing with this card is you could make an argument that every single thing on this card could be the main event. Um, you know, whether it's War Games, whether it's the NXT Championship match between Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Ciampa, um, Velveteen Dream just um, it's, it's hard to even put a, a statement around how good he is at his age and how new he is and um, you know the future incredibly bright Tommaso Ciampa just coming into his own in the last year just probably one of the, the best heels in the business in my opinion um, you get down to Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano just an uh, epic to me it's just storytelling we had to roll with the punches on some things and an injury and getting into the who done it and all the what it took to get to this i'm really happy with how that story played out and i feel like the momentum behind that and the anticipation for that match between those two and given the talent that are in it i mean it should be incredible and then of course Kyrie sane and Shayna baszler who have been uh, two out of three falls who have just you know hit it out of the park every time they've been in the ring together my opinion so i'm excited for this card and really excited about the fact that when you really look at the roster in NXT, again, just kind of re, uh, 
reestablishing itself, firing on all cylinders. When you look at this card and then you start to look at the fact that EC3 is not on there, that, you know, um, you have a, a plethora of talent across the board that are not on this. Like I said, EC3, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, uh, Lars Sullivan, you know, from the, from the women's side, Nikki Cross, Dakota Kai, Candice, Bianca, Shayna, I mean, uh, Lacey Evans. Like, it just, there are so many talented people right now that are, are coming into this and that are just uh, lining the locker room in NXT, waiting for their chance to just knock this out of the park, and I think that's what makes us so successful. I also want to mention that, to me, the excitement level coming off of NXT UK lately has been um, impressive. I'm, I'm happy fans seem to be very responsive to the brand, very responsive to the product that we've put out so far, and I look at as we turn the corner into the new year, uh, really making uh, some announcements and making that into something special as well, and uh, really beginning to deliver on, on, uh, on the fan base there, something that they'll be thrilled with. <laughs> At this time, I'm welcoming to the show one of the most eclectic stars of Impact Wrestling at the moment. It is the man they call Moose. Moose, thank you very much for taking the time to chat today. Oh, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. I say eclectic, Moose, because I got to say, first and foremost, I am a big fan of the wardrobes you are rocking these days. Uh, How do you make your fashion choices? Um, I actually have a fashion designer that gives me tips on what goes with what and what I should wear. And, um, and, and sometimes it's just me thinking that would look good and going with it. Now, did the fashion designer come to you with the rubber man look or was, was that your call? I don't, first of all, what's the rubber man look? The rub, the all black leather rubber man look. Yeah. I mean, um, that was actually my call. And I mean, I looked good. I, I felt like I looked good, and um, I had a lot of hot girls in New York City um, buying me. So um, that shows. Okay. Yeah. The I'm sorry. The Rubberman reference in my head. It's a reference in a to American Horror Story. Uh, if you if you've never seen that show, there's a character that wears a similar outfit to what you are wearing there. I didn't know if it was an homage. Oh, oh no, I've never seen a show, so I wouldn't, no. Okay, well, anybody out there who's American Horror Story fans, that's what the Rubberman reference is. And I encourage you to Google it, Moose. Apologize for that. Okay, I will. Yeah, yeah, you might be surprised. Um, All right, let's talk about Final Hour. First of all, congratulations. Big victory last night over Eddie Edwards. You guys have been, uh, for, you guys are former friends. Uh, You guys are engaged in a, a blood feud right now. Uh, is is this the end, do you think, of of Eddie's obsession with you? Uh, I mean, I sure hope so. I mean, honestly, I know something about Eddie. Once he has his head uh, onto something, he's going to keep pushing and pushing. But hopefully I put enough beating and hurting to him that he finally leaves me alone for once. Now, that's the thing. So you have no regrets about how far you took it at final hour because that power bomb over the top rope to the outside was one of the more brutal things I've seen on a pro wrestling television show as of late. Oh, I mean, honestly, if I could do it again, I would do it 10 times. So um, that shows you how much I hate him and how much I don't care about his well-being. Now, t- now take everybody back here, people that may not know, where does this hatred 
come from between you and Eddie Edwards? Because, you know, if you've been keeping up at home, you know the last couple of weeks, you guys have really been brutally going at it. I mean, you nearly threw this man off the roof of a building. How did it get to this point? I mean, that, that was my plan. My plan was to throw him off the balcony or whatever building we was at in New York. And um, I wish he didn't have, he didn't escape and um, hit me. Or I wish he wouldn't escape what I was, what my true intentions was. But um, Eddie is a, long story short, Eddie is a selfish prick. And um, everything that I've done for him, he definitely deserves it. And he has had it coming his way the day he decided not to check on his best friend that was contemplating retirement. Now, is that the tone of the moment, you think, for Impact Wrestling? Violence? feels like a very violent product at the moment. Are you driven to these ends and these means with Eddie Edwards because of the environment you're surrounded with right now? I mean, I don't know what Impact is doing, but myself in general, I'm not a violent person. I mean, like the cliche saying is I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, I'd rather be surrounded by three, four women right now, one rubbing my feet, one rubbing my back, one rubbing my neck, one rubbing my hands, you know? Um, I'd rather be doing that than fighting right now. But, I mean, Eddie has drove me to this, and um, everything that I did to him last night, he deserved it. What do you, what do you think about his wife uh, Alicia uh, getting involved in all of this? Do you think that you wish she would stay out of it? Do you think that she has a place right now uh, defending her husband? Honestly, I have no hate and no beef with Alicia. Though I mean, I told her after I hurt her husband last night, hey, I would take you out to dinner and over a nice bottle of champagne, and we could we could harsh things out, and uh, hopefully, me and you could stay friends or be friends again, or whatever you want to call it. My my beef is not with her; is with him. Now, when you say you want to take her out for a meal like that, though, that you could see how that could maybe rankle her husband if you know when you make a move like that towards her. Hey, um, they. I mean, I'm sure Eddie has female friends somewhere out there, and and I'm sure she wouldn't mind having a male friend that could she could come to and talk to talk about things and talk about stuff that's not going right at home. I mean, I was the guy that she would call. Before, I mean, what would be the difference now that me and her husband are not talking? What you can't call me? I mean, I mean, I, I, I can, I can see that side of it. Eddie has really gone off the end as of late. He spent a lot of time talking to Kendo, talking to his Kendo stick. You know, um, he's insane. He's psycho. Yeah. So you know, shoulder to cry on. But I, I think that you know, if you're looking for him to move on here, I don't know if saying things about. You know that about his wife. How you Honestly, know. I feel like I feel like Alicia should probably leave him and come to a real man like myself. I, I'll I, take good care of her. Now, but but Moose, that doesn't seem like you're going to try to let business be what it is. You know that that seems like you're going to pretty quickly rile up Eddie Edwards again, and I, I have a feeling he's going to be all over you like a, a pack of dogs on a three-legged cat. Hey, I mean after night. after last night, uh, I don't think I would. I don't think we need to worry about Eddie Edwards. I mean, if he's a smart man, well, I don't think we need to worry about him. Now, you guys are going to Vegas this weekend, I know, for the upcoming Impact TV tapings. Uh, have you talked to Eddie at all? Yeah. Have you made any kind of contact? Do you know where his head's at going into the tapings this weekend? I mean, I haven't talked to Eddie since. I can't even tell you when. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about another. So I have no idea what he's doing with his life. I'm sure. My guess he's in the hospital. I mean, I don't know. 
Well, there was the doctors. It was shown uh, on impact. They were checking on him backstage, uh, doing a little eye check. It, it looked like he was able to walk out on his, his own accord afterwards. Uh, I take it you don't have a medical update for us about how Eddie's doing. I mean, I'm the wrong person that you that you, you would, we would get that information from, from me. Um, well, let's talk about your new friend here, Killer Cross. What what attracted you to this guy? Why 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 this this guy seems like a psychopath? I mean, honestly, that friendship started all through Killer Cross. I mean, I was in the hospital, contemplating retirement, and um, he showed up. I got a knock on the door. I said, "Come in," and he showed up. And my mindset was, I did not have the right mental state to fight anybody, especially in a goddamn hospital room, and. He didn't come to fight. He came to actually have a civil, friendly conversation with me. And I mean, that a guy that you haven't said a word to since he's been in the Impact roster, being the only guy that checks on you in the hospital, says a lot, right, about that about that person's character. Well, I uh, that's that's a good point, I, I guess. But he does say a lot of other, you know, really out there stuff. I mean, what's your take on on some of the other more controversial beliefs of One Killer Cross? Oh, I mean, don't try to use my brain to dissect what Killer Cross does. Um, that would be something you would have to give him a call and ask him what his notions about life means. I mean, I mean, I understand Killer Cross, and that's all that. That's all that matters. Um, do you think that that's all for show? What he's saying, just to get under people's skin. Do you think that the Killer Cross we see on TV is not necessarily the the actual character of this man? I was actually in Spain with Cross yesterday, and I would say whatever you see on TV is what I see on the regular when I hang out with him. Um, sounds like an interesting guy to have a conversation with. Uh, so, yeah, you were in Killer Cross's corner at Final Hour last night. You got ejected from ringside um, after it, it looked like you were trying to get involved early on. You're a football player. You, you know how to run plays. Do you regret the play? of trying to get in there and getting yourself thrown out early in the match? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, that was the ref being cheat. That was the ref being a dummy and not knowing his job and cheating because I didn't do anything. If you look at the camera, uh, John Johnny Impact spit on me, and what am I supposed to do? Just sit there and let his spit or sweat or whatever that it is still on my face just happened i'm gonna go up there and do something about it and i guess he didn't see the spit and he just saw me get him get on the apron and i got kicked out of the match which is really unfair and i feel like killer cross should have a rematch because of that now do you feel like killer cross should have a rematch or do you feel like you should get your hands on johnny impact you know before you you two were just a duo there was a trio uh previously with austin aries who was the champ no longer the champ cross gets a shot I mean, do you think it's time for, for it to come up here, you know, for you to maybe be the next in line? I'll tell you this. <laughs> I could easily beat Johnny Impact, but right now that's not where my focus is at. I have to make sure that everything with this whole Eddie situation is done, and we'll find out, I guess, this week. If I don't have Eddie breathing down my neck trying to start something else with me, then maybe I will go after the title. But, I mean, me being, I am Mr. Impact Wrestling, it's about time that I become Impact World Champion. 
why do you think you'd be a good world champion? How do you think you would carry yourself as compared to other champions? Or how do you think you'd carry yourself compared to Johnny Impact? I mean, look at me and look at Johnny Impact. I mean, just answer that question. Who who looks like a star? Who doesn't? Who walks around with Louis Vuitton shoes and Gucci belts and Gucci scarves and drives a Bentley and drives charter planes, drives on charter planes? Who who does that? That's what champions doing. That's what I do now. So that answers your question. Uh, there is uh, somebody backstage right now that is uh, looking for talent to possibly work with. Um, have you and Killer Cross had any interest in possibly approaching Scarlett Brudeau about uh, her talent search right now and possibly having her in your corner? I know you have uh, beautiful women. The thing the thing about me and Cross, we don't work for anybody. Now, if Scarlett's talking about going on a date, then, hey, I'll show her the time of her life. But that's not the case. She's looking for somebody to work for, and that's not what I do. I don't work for anybody. Uh, well, you do work for you work for Impact Wrestling, right? You do have a contract with them. Um, I'm an independent contractor for for Impact Wrestling. Okay, fair. So I technically don't work for Impact Wrestling. Um, well, you guys are going back home for Impact Wrestling January sixth uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, homecoming. Uh, what does it mean for you to be a part of this show? Going back to the roots of of Impact Wrestling, going back to the asylum. I mean, it will be a good time going back to Nashville. I have a lot of female friends there, um, so I mean, I can't wait to visit some of my some of my my old female beautiful friends in Nashville. And while I'm there, I'll guess I'll perform for Impact Wrestling's homecoming show. And I mean. Every time I step in the ring, I give 110%. So the fans will see that, and they'll get their money's worth. So this doesn't bring any warm, fuzzy feelings to you. This is just another day at the job going down to Nashville yeah. and wrestling for him. Just another day at the job. Uh, well, we'll talk about a day at the job. Uh, there was another story I wanted to ask you about. Um, a little off the grid here, though. But uh, Impact Wrestling, the time slot with Pop got moved back. Um, there's been reports out this week that you know maybe the Impact – maybe looking to go somewhere else. What's your take right now on the way impact is being distributed uh, to the fans? Do you, do you like this later time slot? Do you think there should be a move? What what do you think impact should be doing to get the brand out there? I mean, obviously the time slot that we have now sucks and, uh, and I'm sure management is doing something about it or trying to do something about it. But I mean, my, my job is not to find us time slots or find that find us, TV um, build. My job is to perform and beat up people when I'm in the ring, and that's what I do. All right. Well, uh, also, uh, it is football season, Moose. Of course, you have uh, been a professional football player. Do you have any? Do you have any pro football buddies right now that you think would be good to make the leap into professional wrestling, or you'd like to see an impact? No, D'Angelo uh, Williams probably be the only one. Okay. Uh, you got any? Uh, you got any sleeper picks out there for fantasy football owners? Where you're like, hey, maybe you should take a look at this guy. Not enough. Tip, not enough people are talking about him. If they don't want to listen to me, my fantasy team that I'm on is oh and or two and six or whatever the record is. We suck. So okay, Never don't mind. take any advice from me. All right, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit. I wake up every Sunday and throw the laptop <laughs> open. Uh, well, Moose, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, go out there, find Final Hour. Uh, very brutal right, battle. i got to take the score. This is the same guy that's calling me. Oh, so oh, thanks, man. Yeah. All right, there he goes. Goodbye, Moose. <laughs> Hi, this is Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to chat today. Hello. Hello. 
Hello. Uh, now, I want to ask Pentagon a question here, but I don't speak Spanish. Is that still okay? <laughs> yes, fine. I'll translate it back. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, I wanted to know how Pinta felt about his Impact World Championship run. Uh, it was kind of brief. I didn't know if he had any thoughts on it. Como dices, si cuando tú estuvo campeón y como todo fue muy... Muy corto, corto, corto. Digo la verdad. <risa> muy contento, muy... Eh, quiero regresar a, a ser campeón. Estoy buscando uh -huh. la forma. Ahorita quiero ser campeón de pareja de Impact, pero en un futuro quiero ser campeón de completo. He felt very fortunate and very happy with it, although it was short, but he is looking to go back to being, he would love to have an opportunity to be champion again. Um, but right now, his focus is on the tag team title with his brother. Yep. Awesome. Uh, and Taya, I guess I could ask my weekly survivor question. Is it going to be bad around the house if Johnny turns on Christian? Because it's going to break my heart if that happens. I have always said <laughs> no spoiler about Survivor, okay? So, uh, well, you guys all have to tune in on thir on uh, and on. Oh my God, I can't even. My brain's fried right now. On Wednesday on CBS and check out what happens this week on Survivor. But I will not divulge any information. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick, uh, are you sticking with Final Four? I mean, he's in the power seat here right now. The Goliaths literally are stomping up and down the the beach yard right now, controlling the place. The brochachos. You never know what's going to happen, right? Well, I just, you know, I, you know, you got to, re I relate to Christian a little bit. It would break my heart here if they turned on him. He he seems like he's finally found friends in his life. No, he seems, I, I've never met Christian, but hopefully I will one day. And uh, mm. you guys will just have to tune in on Wednesday and find out what happens. All right. Thank you. Hey, uh, hey, Nick, what do you, what do you watch first in your, uh, DVR, Survivor or Impact? Be honest. <laughs> well, uh, for you know, thankfully they're on different nights, but my Wednesday schedule is packed right now. Um, not that anyone on this call cares, but yes, it's very busy. All right. What, what, do, you, what do you think, Ty? Could Phoenix or Pentagon survive on Survivor? Uh, brother, uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pentagon thinks that Phoenix. Who really Pentagon thinks my, that my favorite is Phoenix. So, but that was not. No fue la pregunta. Pero que el, di lo que él fue. No, Yo no, quiero no. Irlo, es, es, quiere, está preguntando si ustedes serían bien en el programa de televisión Survivor como lo está haciendo Johnny. El, el que es como el exatlón. Mm -hmm. No, no. <laughs> there was soap John. Pentagon Pentagon is like at no. And uh I'm no I'm good in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's asked me that. I'd be great I'd be great at wrestling. Me preguntaron la misma cosa and I no, they asked me the same question and I also say I would not be good at survivor show is so amazing but I think it's hard and as uh example for rest I think it's more hard for wrestlers, like because you have long time before and and the rain and the uh, injuries everything and you need to be more and you strong. can't eat yeah, it's yeah, cold yeah, yeah. all this and i love and that. you have to be away from yeah. your wife i love the food and uh, I, I love meet my family just i love pro wrestling i think survive is not for phoenix 100 <laughs> percent not for phoenix and pentagon but but i like watching el mexico a mí me ofreció el exatlón Really? Es, es como... 
Uh, and in in Mexico, they offered to um, for him to do a similar type show. Yes. Um, but he. The name is Exatlan. Exatlan. My pleasure. I got so much more out of this survivor-wise than I could have possibly imagined. This was great. <laughs> I, I just want to know about, well, you're on the survivor beach. You barely mentioned I asked Pitt to, I started with the title question. Goodbye, Nick. I gave you your good quote. Muted. At this time, I am honored to welcome one of the, I don't know, just one of the greatest guitarists on the planet right now. I'm a wrestling guy. I'm a little intimidated right now. Uh, It's Nita Strauss. Nita, thank you very much for taking the time to chat today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm a big fan. Uh, uh, Well, I, uh, yeah, like I say, I'm a little intimidated. You've been hyped. Uh, I was, we're here in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. I had Mick Foley in Chicago for WrestleMania. To host a party. Nice. Yeah. And you came up a lot when Mick was here. <laughs> um, I wanted to start there um, because you came up a lot when Mick was here because WrestleMania, Nakamura, Mick, like kind of helped bring you to that moment. I didn't know if you just for personal sake, take me back to that and how, how all those things kind of flowed together. Yeah, Mick was so instrumental in in really everything that we did with WWE. Mick was a, a gigantic part of it, and and we're so grateful. Like, a first of all, who doesn't love Mick Foley? Like, you know, even if you don't know him personally, he's like just such a legend and and such an amazing wrestler. And to get to know him personally and uh, you know hear you know have him be such an instrumental part of of my you know this pro wrestling side of my musical career has been amazing. Uh, and so we met Mick actually uh, at a Pens- uh, Comic-Con, Pensacola Comic-Con in Florida. And uh, Josh, my boyfriend, and I met him there and just completely hit it off right away. And Mick, you know, Mick said, I'd love to see you do something with the WWE. And, you know, he, he put a great word in for us, you know. And then actually when I had my first conversation with WWE, they said the the kindest things. You know, they said, uh, they're like, you know, uh, your your name has come up from two extremely important people and one is Triple H and the other one is Mick Foley and to have an endorsement from those two people uh, is a huge thing in in our business and I was like oh trust me I I understand how big of a deal it is and very 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 grateful for that oh wow that's awesome well I I gotta let you know Mick was like he was like a proud father at the bar when he was like watching you on on screen I I had to share that that with you Um, great experience but of course your latest appearance at WWE you rocked the house down. You opened WWE Evolution. First all-female WWE pay-per-view. How did this one come about? What was the story behind this one? Well, you know, we, we did stay in touch with WWE's music team, uh, you know, after after Mania. So that was something that we had been talking about for a while with, you know, the, the head of their music division. 
And, you know, it, it's just been an amazingly symbiotic relationship between us and WWE ever since WrestleMania, you know. And, and I think a big part of it has to do with the WWE universe. Like the fans, the wrestling fans have really kind of embraced me as, as one of their own. And, you know, it's it's cool as a fan to see, you know, to see one of us doing it. And I think the fans know I'm, I'm just a big fan like everybody else. So it's uh, it's been amazing. And then when they had the idea for Evolution, you know, for having the, the first all-female pay-per-view, it was an honor to be asked to be a part of it because I've spent the majority of my life breaking into a different male-dominated industry. So to get to play in these extremely talented women was uh, an amazing, amazing opportunity. Uh, every wrestler will tell you uh, the opening match of a card is just as important as the last match on a card. Uh, very important spot you were given there. Uh, describe to me the the tone you wanted to set with your performance there to start Evolution. We just wanted to, you know, Lizzie and I talked about it, and we talked about it with Triple H and Stephanie, and they just said, look, we want you to get the crowd hyped up. Like, we want you to start this event off strong and just get them going from the get-go to, like, let them know it's going to be rowdy, it's going to be high energy, it's going to be loud. And uh, and that's what we did. You know, Lizzie and I went in there with the intention of, of warming the crowd up for the matches. And I think we got there. Uh, now, Vince McMahon, I hear, was there. I know he's very hands-on with everything. Did you get a chance to work with Vince at all on what you were doing there to open the show? Uh, not at Evolution. Uh, I did at Mania. Uh, uh, Mr. McMahon get, you know, came down and, and gave me some notes and some performance ideas when we were rehearsing for Mania. But at Evolution, it was all Triple H and Stephanie. It was uh, just the two of them. And, and Triple H had a lot of input. You know, he had a lot of suggestions and ideas and blocking ideas. And, hey, when you do this, why don't you go here? When you do this, you know, come up to the ropes. Or, you know, when you do this, it's going to look great on camera. So that was really helpful because, you know, I have never even stepped foot in a wrestling ring before. <laughs> and to do it for the first time there, you know, with the guitar in my hands, opening up this incredibly important show, it was uh, amazing to have his input on how it would look best and how it would read best on camera and what have you. Wow. Uh, that is, how was it getting into the ring? Did you trip a little bit? Did, were you, were you fluid? Were you fine getting into the ring for the first time? You know, I grew up doing gymnastics, so it, it wasn't so different. Uh, the, when I got into the ring for the first time, it was, uh, it wasn't how it was when we did the final performance. I can't remember what the, what the technical term for it was, but they made the ring firmer for when, uh, for when I finally, you know, when I got in there. So when I first got in, it was kind of bouncy and I was bouncing around a little bit as I was jumping and, and Triple H gave them a note to, to firm the ring up a little bit for when I actually did my performance. And that was actually much easier to balance. I didn't know you could do that. Neither did I. Wow. But uh, it was really cool. That's it. Is it. What is it like an inflatable bed? Like, <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, like, you know, it was, it was really hard, you know, oh. like both times it was, you know, it wasn't like a trampoline or anything. It was just, huh. I think it was maybe the canvas was just a little tighter or something like that. So, I mean, it was, it was a difference of, of half an inch, but it made a difference. That's cool. Uh, what's the reaction of the women like backstage when you, when you come back from opening the show like that? They were so incredibly supportive. Like, it was so cool to be a part of because, again, as a huge fan myself, I was just kind of excited to be in the building, you know, like, you know, and it was the same thing for WrestleMania. Like, we would have gone anyway just as fans, you know, so to get to be there and be a part of it and having everyone come up, you know, like I was in the, 
I, I got a chance to sit in the hair and makeup and have the makeup artists, you know, touch up my makeup and do my hair. And all the girls were coming up and stopping by and saying how excited they were to have me there. And, and that was, you know, a thrill in and of itself. There were a lot of big, uh, big name female wrestlers there. It was kind of like a high school reunion. Was there anybody you were really excited to get to meet? Uh, I really wanted to meet Lita, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't end up getting to chat with her, unfortunately. I, I met her at a comic con, but uh, I didn't get to chat to chat with her that day. But she, I love her. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, I feel like you two would be peas in a pod. That makes a lot of sense when you say it out loud. She's like a rocker. You know, you're a rocker. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. At, at one point, some point, I'm sure I'll get to have a conversation with her. Has there have there been any of the women or men? I guess I don't want to be like gender specific here. Is there anybody? <laughs> is there anybody from WWE that you've like met and like surprisingly bonded with that you didn't expect to? Uh, Becky and I have become really good friends. Actually, Becky and I uh, we just did a really cool sit down together uh, for on for YouTube, uh, which uh, the second installment actually just came out today. It's called Stay the Course, and it's like an hour-long interview where we kind of interviewed each other and just talked about our parallels and our lives and, you know, the different the, the parallels, you know, between wrestling and, and music industry. There are so many things. There are so many things that, you know, obviously we're different people. We're in different industries. We've, you know, grown up in different countries, but we had such similar journeys. And for me now... You know, being at the level that I'm at, having my record coming out, being the first female signature artist with Agnes Guitars, her being the champion, it was uh, it was just really cool to talk about both of our rise and how we got to where we got. And I get to try on the belt, which is pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. Remember, you're just renting. You don't own. That's still hers. Right? <laughs> that is, absolutely. What do you think of Becky's run right now? Is she a good, do you think she's a good guy and a bad guy? What do you What do you think of Becky right now? I'm obsessed with heel Becky. I think she took to that character much, so much better than anyone ever expected her to, you know, like as a, as a big fan of hers from the get go, as soon as I saw that heel turn, I was like, what really? Are you, are you sure? Far be it for me to second guess creative, you know, but are you you guys sure? And to watch how over she is, like she's the new stone cold. No matter what she does, the fans will rally behind her. And, you know, the way that she does her social media, the way that she does everything else, I think it just couldn't be better. What do you think about her match with Ronda? You think she's going to win? Uh, it's so hard to say, cause, you know, and Ronda's the, actually the other girl uh, in in the locker room that I know as well. Uh, yeah. So the, the, the two champions happen to be the two that, I, that I'm friends with. Oh, but, uh, okay. It's so hard to say, but, uh, you know, if I was to see it myself, I would have liked to see them wrestle later. I would have liked to see them wrestle at WrestleMania because right now they're both on top of the world and I'd hate to see either one of them lose. Not just because I know both of them, but because like I'm enjoying both of their runs so immensely that I I hate to see either one of them lose. Now, Evolution was, I mean, it was just such a blowaway show. You know, everybody's saying Matt, pay-per-view of the year so far, maybe. I think it's the best show, one of the best shows outside of WrestleManias, which always have kind of their, their own luster. But outside of those, I sure. thought this was one of the best pay-per-views I'd seen from WWE in a very long time. Uh, what do you think of the comparison right now between men's and women's wrestling? Do you think the women, like, legit have an edge on them? Do you think there's more interest in the women's division at the moment? I think the storyline in the women's division is what gives it the edge. You know, like the men's wrestling is, is amazing and technical and awesome. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but the emotions and the storyline in the women's division right now is, it's just, there hasn't been anything like it, you know, and I, I've been watching, I haven't been watching wrestling since I was a kid. Like I'm a newer wrestling fan. 
uh, and only got really into it in the last few years. But in the last few years, I've watched every storyline that I could find from, you know, from the 80s to now. And I haven't seen this interesting of storylines and this much emotion and everything that's else going into it in a very long time. Yeah. yeah I th- are you, you know, I'm thinking back to the uh, rock and wrestling now. Cindy Lauper. Are you, I feel like you got a exactly. jam. You got a jam with Cindy Lauper. Has that happened yet or no? It has not happened. Cindy Lauper is one of the few female musicians I have not met or jammed with, but I think it would be high time that we revive the rock and wrestling connection. Yeah, absolutely. Pay some tribute to Lou Albano, right? You know? Exactly. Why not? Wear some rubber bands in your hair. I'd say your face <laughs> I'd say your face, but I don't there's no beard there. Um <laughs> you, rock stars. Uh you've been touring for the last year with Alice Cooper, is that correct? Uh almost five years now, actually. Five? See, I'm not, this is, you're outside my wheelhouse and you try to get me to talk. <laughs> I have friends that are like DJs for, for radio stations mm. here. They'd be better at this. Five years with Alice Cooper. That's incredible. First, I, but I got to yeah, start this segue. I got to start this segue. I'm not worthy. I am not worthy. <laughs> I am not worthy. Okay. Sorry. He's exactly like that in real life, by the way. How he is in Wayne's World, that's exactly how he is in real life. Now, he has wrestling history, too. Right, he WrestleMania three. That's right. Now, has he mm-hmm. said anything to you about the work you're doing with WWE? He's so supportive. You know, the the great thing about playing in Alice's band is he is incredibly supportive, uh, much more so than he has to be. You know what I mean? You know, someone in his position doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, extremely supportive of the band. They could say, you know, I don't really love you going out and doing your own thing. I'd rather you just stick with, you know, backing me up. But he's so supportive of of all of us in the band. Everybody's got a solo thing. Everybody's got other stuff they do. And and Alice is incredibly, incredibly supportive to the point where they'll put it out on his social media. You know, they he'll do photo shoots. He'll do guest songs on the albums. Like whatever it is that he can do to support us, he will always do. Now, but that's that's a very nice thing you said. But I I, I got to push you. Does he know? Is he talking about what? Is he watching Evolution? Is Alice Cooper like? checking out what you're doing and has any take on it oh i'm sure he's not actually watching the network <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's you know he's uh he's probably golfing or you know doing the things that he would normally be doing with his day but when he sees it he's happy for us i don't know I, as again if there was not the direct wrestling tie-in i wouldn't ask but he's been in the ring so. <laughs> he, um, has been. he has been well the other side of the coin here with the alice cooper thing is alice cooper is a showman you know alice cooper shows are a riot uh, what Big time. do you see any similarities between Alice Cooper shows and, and the WWE shows? Yeah, there's a, you know, the main similarity I would say between what we do and the, what the WWE does is you're creating an alternate reality. You're creating a storyline, you know, the Alice Cooper show, you know, if you ever watch us on stage, Alice looks like really mean, you yeah. know, he looks like <laughs> really intimidating yes. and, and, you know, he's like this evil villain character, which couldn't be further from the truth in real life. And it's, you know, it's just creating the story, creating, you know, an alternate reality for the audience to step into, you know, whether you're doing that for a 90 minute concert or, you know, for a three hour episode of raw or a pay-per-view that's, uh, that's, it's, you know, it's a similar experience for the fans. Yeah, man. I was just kind of thinking about that in my head. I was like, you've got kind of a circus lifestyle between Alice Cooper yes, and WWE. Exactly. Uh, exactly. It is kind of. Uh, you you bring up you brought up earlier how you, you have a gymnastics background. Obviously, you're in this world now. You know these people. You ever get the itch? Are you like maybe thinking about jumping in the ring, messing up Maria Menounos? Oh, always. 
Yeah. <laughs> Always. I ask every time, can I do a spot? Can I do a spot? Can I do a spot? You know, we, uh, I've played at, uh, an indie, uh, promotion. Actually, the first time I played at any wrestling event was at an indie show, PCW ultra in LA. And, uh, the, I keep asking him over and over again, can I do a spot? Can I do a spot? Can I do a spot? So one of these days, let's hope, you know, everyone's, you know, I guess, I guess it makes sense that they would all be concerned about me getting hurt. And I do appreciate that, but I'd still like to do a spot. I mean, I'm shocked that they have not embraced this. I mean, you got I mean, you could you could do something with Elias, right? He's a guitarist, you know, maybe. Yeah, actually I was in that that Elias documentary that they have up on the network. Yeah, what do you think? How do you He's progressed. I feel like he's gotten a lot better. He has gotten a lot better and that's interesting that you noticed that as a as a non-musician because he has gotten a lot better at guitar and I'm I'm actually favorably impressed. Yeah. Well, my girl I can't take credit. My girlfriend's a, a music she's got a masters in music. Um Oh, okay. So she watches like in the background. I'll have I mean she'll she'll be in the room when wrestling's on and she's like he's gotten genuinely better. So I'll credit her for that. No, sincerely. She's she's 100% right. He has actually gotten better and I did not, you know, I'll be the first to admit, I did not get the Elias gimmick at first. You know, when we first, when we first started watching Elias, you know, uh, my boyfriend, Josh, he's the lifelong wrestling fan. And he's like, this guy's going to be a huge star. He's going to be a mega star. And I was like, what? This guy sucks at guitar. He's like, it's not about being good at guitar. It's about being a good character. And he has a great character. And I just did not get it. But lo and behold, he was right, as usual. Elias looks like an out-of-the-box action figure. Some guys just he look, does exactly. Some guys just look like John Cena. Like that guy's an action figure, you know. He is an, a, a live action figure, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, get back to the women's. Wrestling. And it was interesting, yeah, okay, just uh, as a aside about Elias. You don't see him wrestle often, and he just wrestled. You know, like he actually had like a match, and it was. I was just saying to Josh, I was like, you hardly ever see this guy wrestle. He's a great wrestler. Like he's a great in ring technician. That that is a huge elbow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but the, Elias went through the NXT. That's the thing now is everybody's a good wrestler. They all get time down at NXT, yeah. and, you know, they all show up ready to go. It's a very competitive space now on the main roster with these guys. Everybody's great. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. It's just, like, interesting you just don't see him all that much. Oh, you're breaking up just a little bit, Nita. I heard you. Oh, sorry. It's all right. Uh, can you know? Still a little scrambly. Oh, so good. I'm sitting in the same place. Okay. Uh, how about now? Perfect. Nailed it. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I was just saying it's it's interesting, you know, because obviously he's such a great technical wrestler. It's just so interesting that he gets used so much more from a storyline perspective and not as much from an actual wrestling perspective. Well, it's it's unfortunate what happened, what Roman Reigns is going through, obviously. Um, oh, it's a shame. Yeah, do you want, I mean, I don't know. what. Uh, obviously, it's like an emotionally heartbreaking thing to watch anybody have to go through that, right? Of course, yeah. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that can't relate to this that hasn't had, you know, this awful disease touch their life in one way or another. So it's, you know, it's especially heartbreaking. And it's it's great to see the fans rallying around Roman in this time because, you know, wouldn't you think in 2018 that there would be some people that would still boo him in this situation? And it's amazing to see that the wrestling fans, no matter how hard of a time he had getting over that the wrestling fans are rallying around one of their own and supporting him. Yeah, it's great. Even on the Jericho cruise, they had a, a big Roman Reigns banner. Uh, tells you. Something. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, but there's so much talent right now, and you know, I was saying, bring up the Roman thing. Uh, Elias, because of that though, because there's this gap, they've they've decided to turn him babyface, and I think it's going to just be 
incredible to watch this guy get some chance here to try to grow into that role. It's awful what, what Roman's going through, but it, it, it gives guys like Elias, I think, a chance to step up and show that they can play at that level as well. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. If, if there's a silver lining, it's definitely that. Yeah, Elias. Um, let's get back to the women here real quick. I, I, we talk about all the talent they have. Tag division. Do you think they should have tag titles? I think they should. I think it's about time. And I think that they are definitely setting that up. I think that, you know, the more and more time as time progresses. And again, I will give credit to Josh, my boyfriend. He said this last night as we were watching Raw. He said, I guarantee you there's going to be a women's tag title coming soon. And, and watching, watching Raw last night, I can definitely see that happening. Uh, the other the other women's issue in wrestling I wanted to ask you about, obviously, the WWE went to, to Saudi Arabia. They had Renee doing commentary. Uh, what what mm-hmm. did you think about Renee doing commentary in Saudi Arabia? And, you know, the fact that women still have yet to wrestle there. I think it's a step in the right direction to bring, you know, to to bring Renee there. You know, it's it's a tough situation and I can understand every single side of the story. But, you know, if they're if they're going to go there and they're going to slowly, you know, integrate what they do into another culture, you know, you can't go to another country and just disrespect their culture right off the bat. You know, you can't just go there and bring scantily clad women. And, you know, because really, I mean, even by American standards, the, the women wrestlers dress pretty provocatively for the most part. What are you talking you about know? people wrestling in their underwear for millions of people? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, you know, even the girls that are more covered up are still in skin tight clothes, yeah. you know, like as, as tight as it can possibly get. And, and, uh, and I think that them, you know, going and doing it, bringing a little bit of the culture slowly, but surely having Renee along on commentary, you know, I think it's, I think it's absolutely a step in the right direction. Yeah. And I, well, I mean, you know, there's the beefcake side of it too, right? A lot of, a lot of male flesh there, right. As well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, <laughs> But I guess culturally, that's not as big of a deal. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> Renee, yeah, it was cool to see Renee there. I was, I was, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, maybe they won't put her ringside. But she was right there. I was impressed by that. She was right there. And, and you know, I saw some I saw some people commenting, oh, but, oh, but she's covered up. You know, look at her. She's wearing a black turtleneck. And it's like, well, again, you know, would you have her disrespect another person's culture? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a religious person myself. And if I was, you know, if I was in church and I saw somebody walking to church and in like a, you know, super inappropriate outfit, I would be a little put out too. So you can't really expect them to send somebody there and, and have her just dress however she wants and not think about the place that they are. I think that they handled it extremely, extremely well. Got to be interesting going to church after doing like an Alice Cooper show the night before. (laughs) Well, Alice goes to church every Sunday. What? I didn't know that. Oh, Alice is very, very religious. Yeah, he's very spiritual. They go to church no matter where we are in the world. They go to church every Sunday, Alice and his wife. Wow. Incredible. And Mm -hmm. then, then yeah, they've been married 42 years. And then snake handling on Fridays. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it's an exciting time for you, not just in wrestling. Let's talk a bit about uh, what you've got going. Of course, uh, Gracie Magazine covers everywhere. Uh, you've got your new album coming out, Controlled Chaos, uh, drops November 16th. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Controlled Chaos. Uh, it's so exciting. You know, having a solo record, you know, getting to put my my ideas, my, you know, what I do out to the world rather than playing someone else's songs. It's just, uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I'm really, really thankful to have the opportunity to do it. 
And, uh, of course, this sets up your first ever solo U.S. tour uh, going out November 19th. Uh, what are your expectations for this? Are you going all out, blood and snakes and everything like that? Uh, no blood, no snakes. <laughs> okay. uh, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a more toned-down show than the Alice show. It's You know, it's a club tour. You know, with, with Alice, we do much bigger stages. So this is going to be, you know, first time out, first time out of the gate and uh, be more stripped down, but definitely still going to be an exciting show. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much, Nita, for taking the time. And you want to tease everyone? I know that your album is going to be, or not your album, uh, your song, Mariana, Mariana Trench. I'm from the South. They say words weird. Uh, <laughs> Mariana Trench is uh, the official theme song for NXT War Games. Uh, that's the 17th. You're not touring until the 19th. Are we going to see you tear the house down inside the double steel cage? I'll tell you one thing. I will be at War Games. Uh, whether or not I'll be doing anything besides, uh, you know, spectating and watching and cheering and getting super loud, that I could not tell you. But, uh, you know, it's in L.A. where I'm from, so I'll definitely be there. Thank you to all of our awesome guests this week here on The Winkly. I love chatting with everybody. Silas, Triple H, Moose, Pinta, Phoenix, Taya, and, of course, Nita Strauss. Keep an eye out. You may see her here this weekend at TakeOver. Uh, We'll be back next week with a ton of more interviews here on the show. But this weekend, if you're in Chicago, there's only one place to be. Duffy's Tavern and Grill, the Godfather's official Chicago WWE Survivor Series viewing party. A couple tickets left. Go over to Eventbrite. Just search the Godfather Survivor Series Chicago. Buy yourself a ticket. They start at $20. I think they're at $25 now. The early bird special may have ended. And then come on down this Sunday. Hang out with me. Hang out with the Godfather. Get some drink specials. Get some food specials. Let's get it on. Going to be a big, fun weekend. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.